0: Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. You know, I so appreciate your faithfulness in joining together like this. I hear from folks every now and then that are listening to things with questions and comments and things like that. That's great. You can always find me at my website. It's dalemore.tv. Okay, D-A-L-E-M-O-O-R-E dot TV. And so you can send me an email there. You can find all of our Bible studies. We do uh, Bible studies online. You can see those. I also have a daily blog, usually writing about something else, this podcast. You can find it there. You can also find a place there. If the Lord moves upon your heart to help support these times, That would be so, so helpful, Uh, particularly nowadays in our lives personally here. uh, Every little bit helps. And so if you can do that, that would be just marvelous. And I would thank you for your obedience. Also, share with other folks about these times. I don't say that too often, but the primary way that we grow is that uh, it's word of mouth. And so share with other folks and show them how to access a podcast on a a computer or an You know, a tablet or a phone, just about any electronic device nowadays, you can access one. Uh, You can do it on uh, smart TVs, as a matter of fact, that type of thing. So we've been looking at the parables of Jesus. And we're in Matthew 21. And I just want to remind you again sort of the context because it's really important to say how this develops. Jesus comes into Jerusalem, what we call the triumphant entry, okay? So then he goes out and he spends the night. He comes back. When he comes back in, he enters the temple and he drives out the money changers in the temple and comes back. Uh, Well, I see he does that the first day he comes in. He drives out the money temple uh, changers. Then he goes out, then he comes back. And you have the incident where he speaks to the uh, fig tree and it withers up. Okay, it withers up. And then he gets to the temple again and he's teaching. And the chief priests and the elders, the religious rulers, question him about his authority. And he says, I'll tell you what, you tell me uh, where John and his baptism, where that authority came from, from heaven or men, if you tell me that, then I'll answer. Well, they couldn't. And so he gave him a parable related to that. The conversation continues about this authority. And he gave him, uh, spoke the parable of the two sons, and we looked at that the previous episode. One son, who the father said, hey, go out to the vineyard, go out to the field and work, the vineyard in this case. And the son says, I will not do it. And then he regretted it, and he went out and did what the father wanted him to do. Uh, the second son was told the same thing. And he said, oh, yes, sir, I'll do that, I'll do that. But then he didn't go. <laughs> And so Jesus asked him which one did the will of the Father and they said well the first one. And so Jesus says these rulers point blank it's the same way the tax collectors and prostitutes will get into the kingdom of God before you. Then verse 32. For John came to you in the way of righteousness and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and prostitutes did believe him. And you seeing this did not even feel remorse afterwards so as to believe him. Verse 33, listen to another parable. So Jesus says this, listen to another parable. So he gives them one parable. And, you know, they might be sitting there thinking, well, is he actually talking about the prostitutes and the tax collectors? And when he says you, is he actually addressing us? (coughs) Could he he be saying that this rabble-rouser and sin-filled people right here, the tax collectors and the prostitutes, are going to enter the kingdom before us religious rulers? Jesus gives them another parable, just in case they didn't understand. Right? Listen to this, verse thirty-three. Jesus says, "There was a landowner who planted a vineyard and put a wall around it, and dug a wine press in it, and built a tower, and rented it out to vine growers, and went on a journey." And so, let me see what the scene here is. And that's a parable. Jesus just tell them a parable, a story. There's a landowner. And he planted a vineyard, put a wall around it, dug a wine press, and he built a tower. That's actually a quote from uh, the Old Testament. He's painting a prophetic picture right here. So there's a vineyard that's been planted. This vineyard is protected. How do I know it's protected? Because he's got a wall around it. Okay? And it's also a place a great expectation because he dug a wine press in it and he built a tower. So it's doubly protected. It's got a wall. It's got a tower. It's got a wine press there in anticipation that when the fruit of the vine starts coming in, that they will start producing wine. Now, folks, this is a a long process. You know, it is. It's a long process. There's a gentleman here in our local area Mm -hmm. that is uh, one of the key, key, key community leaders. I think he's 101 years old right now. And uh, really has done so much in our community over the last, um, oh gosh, since the 40s. I mean, literally since then. And I remember years ago, this is probably about 15 years ago, so he would have been in his mid-80s, that I drove by his house one day and he had some vines planted out there and a little mini vineyard kind of thing. You know, just a, a row of vines. And that it says so much. What does it say? When someone who's 85 years old plants, and these were just barely saplings, because there's not going to be a fruit from these things for at least, what, four, five, six years, depends on what it is that he's growing, some form of a grape, okay? He's not going to see anything from that five or, until five or six years down the road. And he's not sitting there worrying about, well, I'm 85 years old. I'll probably never be able to. No, no, no. He planted that. And you know what? He's still alive, and he's getting fruit from those things, by the way. So anyway, here's the picture again with this parable. You have this vineyard planted and the landowner rented it out to vine growers and he went on the journey. So he rents it to other people and then he goes on this journey. Verse 34, when the harvest time approached, he sent his slaves to the vine growers to receive his produce. And so this gives us a little insight into how the, uh, what the uh, rent might've been. Okay. So for those of us who grew up in the city, and you may not be aware of this, but it sounds like they'd cut a deal on the halves. <laughs> uh, I grew up on a farm, and so we used to uh, bail hay for the public. As a matter of fact, me and my four brother, three brothers, that's what we all did. That's how we got through college, bale and hay. And this is back when you only had small bales. You didn't have the big round bales like you have now. And a lot of our stuff that we did, we would go up to a – uh, a little farm, somebody, a man and a woman would have 10 or 15 acres. They'd have a few head of cattle, but they didn't uh, invest the money and have the time, really, to have all the machinery that is needed to really uh, harvest hay and do it quickly. And so what we had all that stuff. So what we'd do, we'd go up there and say, okay, we'll cut the hay for you. We'll bale it for you. We'll put it in the barn, and we'll keep half. And so let's say they had 300 bales of hay that came out of that cutting right there. They kept 150. We kept 150, and then we threw it up in the loft of the barn, and when February came, we'd start selling hay, right? So this is what's going on here. When the harvest time approached, he sent his slaves to the vine growers to receive his produce. The vine growers took his slaves and beat one and killed another and stoned a third. So what was the response of the vine growers that he'd rented this out to them? Their response when he sent a slave, a servant, let me see what that word means right there. That, that something just struck me with that. I bet it's, it is. It's doulos, it's servants. The idea of a bond servant. You know, we get that word bond servant. It's the same word. I thought it was. And so he sends these bond servants there, and the vine growers took his slaves. They beat one, they killed another, and they stoned a third. Well, that's sort of breaking the deal, right? Verse thirty-six. Again, he sent another group of slaves, larger than the first, and they did the same thing to them. So they beat this first group. They beat one. They killed another, stoned a third. Usually stoning, you might be able to get away. You might get killed. Sends another larger group of these bond servants. They do the same thing. And afterward, he sent his son to them saying, they will respect my son. But when the vine growers saw the son, they said among themselves, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him and seize his inheritance. They took him and threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. Therefore, when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those vine growers? That's the question that Jesus asked of these religious rulers right here. You know what? Our time's up. We'll deal with the answer to the next episode. I'll see you then, okay? Goodbye.